welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast. We are on episode number 59. And I just want to let you know, first off, that the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Now, I want to tell you about another fellow member of the Alberta Podcast Network, and they're called Modern Manhood. So Modern Manhood is a podcast that's about, it's a series of interviews that are aimed towards understanding the many different views of masculinity. And it's something that I'm really, really interested in, in terms of, I interview women from all sorts of different backgrounds and what their different needs are and their different goals in life. And I feel that this is really sort of the male version of that, Uh, not necessarily just in terms of career, but in terms of, you know, they've got this great episode, The Life of a Gay Muslim Man what that is like to experience, uh, how men can hold space for one another, or what is actually normal in terms of, I don't know, sex and technology, and you can't always be the breadwinner. These are some of the episodes that they've got up right now, and I highly recommend that you check it out. So you'll find the uh, link to Modern Manhood in our show notes for today, which are at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash five nine for episode number 59. Now, Girl Tries Life is also brought to you by ATB. So one of the things I want to tell you about ATB today is about ATBX. So if you have an idea and you're ready to turn it into a business, check out the ATBX. It's an incubator. It's an accelerator. It's a cohort of people disrupting their industries. So you go to atb.com forward slash ATBX for more information. And I'll include the link for that again in today's show notes. So today's episode is all about, is a coaching episode again, and I'm calling it What If You Picked Your Parents? Because I was recently reading a book where the author talked about the concept of children picking their parents. She spoke as though there were these yet-to-be-born little souls out there in the universe looking down at parents that are pregnant out there and making a decision as to who they will pop out of. (laughs) So... The idea was that these babies were picking the parents that they needed, not necessarily wanted, because they needed to learn certain lessons in their lives. Now, this concept has been niggling at the back of my mind for a while. So first, because I'm about to have my second child, so I I really wonder what lessons my kids are meant to learn from me. But second, because if I'm meant to have specific parents, if I'm meant to have the specific parents that I do have, then... I wondered what lessons that I needed or I still need to learn. Now, let me preface this for those readers and listeners who have contentious relationships with their parents or their family of origin. In no way am I suggesting that if you're estranged from a parent or if you have a toxic relationship with one or both of them, that you alter that. I am not suggesting that you change anything. What I'm suggesting is that you use this as a little exercise to understand yourself better through them. And if that still sounds like it could be a traumatic experience, don't stress, just tune in next week. I am not here to make anyone's lives harder than they already are. This is, you know, listen, don't listen, opt in, don't opt in. I just think for me, it was an interesting concept. Now, when I look at my particular parents, so much has changed about our respective relationships in the last three years since they separated. My brother and I would often say that only after the separation were we really seeing our true parents. And looking back, I'm actually not sure that that's fair, but we definitely did see 
have seen a different and a more vulnerable side to each parent. What the separation did is that it drastically altered the dynamic of the relationships. Where once the parent-child dynamic was firmly in place, it shifted to adult to adult or adult to advisor or adult to caretaker or adult to shoulder to cry on. It It was really strange and at times I desperately just wanted to be the child and put my fingers in my ears and say, la 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 la, I cannot hear this. But anyways, all of that is to say that I've learned a lot about each of my parents in the past few years, some good, some bad, and I truly believe that the separation in and of itself has really shaped the lessons that I was meant to learn. So just to like, for anyone that's like, oh my God, she's going to throw her parents under the bus. I did kind of clear this with both of them. You know, I did make sure that before I put this out into the ether that uh, they, they had sort of an understanding of what my take was on it. So let's start with my mom. I always felt that I had a strong relationship with my mom growing up. I knew that I could tell her anything, that even if she didn't like some of my actions, I could still tell her. And that she was always going to be my get out of jail phone call. <laughs> like, I, And I mean this not just from my own perspective, but my mom is one of the best friends a person can have. And I look at how she shows up for her friends. She is there for them emotionally, physically, and she'll show up for whatever you need. She is a true friend in the days where Facebook friends means very, very little. And my mom makes time for people and really cares about how to support them in their dreams and their daily lives. And when the divorce happened, that investment that she'd made into her friendships over the years, it paid itself back in spades. And it's not like she spent that time with her friends thinking, you know, one day I'll need this in return, but in return, it was repaid. And one of my key learnings from my mom has been the importance of time with friends. And that might sound incredibly obvious, (laughs) but whether due to my struggles with depression, my introverted nature, or the epic life change of having a child, my friendships have in many ways taken a backseat. Depression had led me to cancel on friends again and again because the idea of going out of the house was too much of a barrier. Being an introvert, I preferred having one-on-one outings, whereas many of my friends suggest group gatherings that give me a bit of social anxiety. Having a child, well... (laughs) let's be honest, that came with a ton of sleep deprivation uh, or the comparison guilt when it came to how other moms were parenting. Was I doing it as well as someone else? And I see now the importance of prioritizing time with friends. It's not that I haven't been there for friends. I totally have. You know, I'm there if you need me in a pinch. I'm there for emergencies, cooked meals, babysitting, you name it. But it's the smaller things that I've struggled to show up for as much. And yet they're just as important. And so I've learned from my mom the importance of showing up for all facets of my friends' lives, even if I'm in a tough place myself. And another key learning from my mom is that you're stronger than you know. Post-divorce, I really wasn't sure the future, what the future was going to hold for my mom. And we're now three years on, and yes, she has hard days, but in my mind, she is a rock star. She's traveling the world. She's going on adventures that my dad never could have or never did prioritize. She's getting her life back, the life that she put on hold to take care of my father. So while you may get to your lowest point, that just means that you have a lot further to climb up that mountain 
but you have to put one foot in front of the other to get there. And it's also taught me, and I think my mom would agree with this, that the importance, the importance of not putting your life on hold for someone else entirely. There needs to be balance, and it's not that you don't support your loved ones with their health battles or their careers or their dreams, but you have to remember to prioritize yourself as well. Because nobody else is going to put your dreams first except for you. You have to do that for yourself. And then there's my dad. (laughs) So initially, given the contentious relationship that we've had over the past few years, and even before that, my initial reaction was that everything that I'd learned from my dad was really a case of what not to do. And to a degree, that's true. So we'll start there. It is fair to say that my father lived a life completely out of balance. He poured his heart and his soul into his job, his professional success, and the accolades that came with it. And it's due to that commitment that we lived, and it, like it is due to that commitment that we lived in nice homes and had a comfortable life. Bar his foray into entrepreneurship, which did not go so well. He was a great provider. But if you look at the wheel of life, which is an exercise that we do in coaching, there are so many other spokes to a balanced life. Agree with them or not, relevant to your life or not, they include your career, finances, creativity, spirituality, joy, social life, relationships, your home environment, health, physical activity, home cooking, and education. So I'd say that my father did well, for the most part, in career, finances, and education. But his single-minded focus on his career and the money that came with it led to him pressing the easy button in so many other areas of his life or ignoring them altogether. There is truly something to be said for the importance of balance, and I think that's the lesson that I was meant to learn. I remember when I worked at the same company as my father and I worked my behind off. I worked 60-hour weeks to ensure that when the end-of-year appraisals came, I was ranked the highest you could be ranked. Heck, I got onto the high potential list. It was recognition of all my hard work. But my health suffered. I had no energy to prioritize healthy eating or my mental health, physical activity, time with friends, creative endeavors or most of the aspects on that wheel of life. It led to me getting shingles in my 20s twice. And so when my husband finally moved to Canada, I think I was finally able to begin recalibrating that balance. We took three months off to travel, and everyone said it was going to be the kiss of death to my job to take that kind of time off. And I look back at it now, and I wouldn't change a second of that investment into my relationship, the adventure, and the experiences that we shared. In fact, thanks to the economic downturn, everyone that I know that is still working there is pretty miserable. And I can only imagine how I'd feel to have turned down that opportunity to travel and be rewarded with a job that didn't fulfill me. And part of this came down to luck, I grant you. It was the right time at the right place. I went on that trip before the downturn actually happened. But part of it came down to my commitment to rebalancing my life and my priorities, which is a lesson that I'm not sure that I would have learned without seeing the example of what happens without balance. There are things that I can flat out say that my dad taught me that were good also without like 
an example of something going wrong and the majority center around work. I know how to engage with people, how to present so that people listen, I have confidence in a boardroom, and I've also seen great examples of his public speaking. I've seen his generosity when it comes to charitable giving and to recognizing those in need as people as well. And I will never forget this particular homeless man that my father befriended, who he spoke to with real humanity and never questioned supporting him each time they interacted. It is something that I can still struggle with, but it was a real positive lesson. So all in all, these are some of the key lessons that I think I needed to learn from my parents. And they're shaping me into the person that I am and who I'm working towards becoming. I'm working towards a balanced life, which is a constant recalibration depending on whatever life circumstances I'm going through. I'm trying to prioritize more time with my friends and being there for the moments big and small. I'm focused on everyday moments of courage and and to not forget to prioritize my own needs. And I will continue to strive to be a professional in the workplace. We can't learn everything from our parents. That's what the wider world is for. But there are certain lessons that perhaps we are meant to learn from them. So perhaps we do end up with the parents that we need. Now, I encourage you to dig into what lessons you were meant to learn from your family of origin. You might just be surprised. So next week on the podcast, we are joined by author, podcaster, uh, advocate for mental health, Courtney Novak. So Courtney is going to be talking to us about her book and her blog and her podcast called Adventures in Postpartum Depression. We're going to talk about what it means to be a modern parent. And she drops some truth bombs. I have to say there were moments where I just kind of sat back listening, forgetting that I was the interview go- interviewer going, yep, mm-hmm. she just had so many great takeaways. So if you want to make sure to not miss out on that episode, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. And if you would like to leave this podcast a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts, that would absolutely make my day. So you can do that in the app. You can do that on the website. Uh, Honestly, it just makes a huge difference to me to know that people are, are listening and are getting something out of the content. So until next week. Have a fantastic weekend and just take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself.